like i remember rahul dravid once uh, you know in in some forum he was speaking and mm-hmm. he said this he said uh, which is amazing he said that the the problem is that many players go into net practice trying to actually do well mm-hmm. you should go into net practice with the focus to not do well because then you'll be able to do well in the game Right, and and you know if if your focus is to do well in the net practice, then you will find means because you're not in a pressure environment. So you will find yeah. means to make it easy for yourself, and then you will fail in the game. So it's it's it's, it's like you'd much rather fail in the net practice and and do well in the game, which I think was it's, it's really stayed back with me. Deep conversations about what really matters with the best minds in business. startups sports music and many more this is the best in class podcast welcome to the podcast sir thank you thank you arish lovely talking to you as always it's lovely to have you and uh, i i was looking forward to this conversation for a while um, because every conversation we have had uh, professionally or otherwise has always been uh, enjoyable and and something new comes out of it something interesting something creative comes out of all our conversations and that's what i'm looking forward to today um before we kick off i want to introduce you to the few people from our listeners who may not know you so uh, arun is uh, the founder uh, of uh, one of the founders of uh, spring marketing capital before this he used to be the national creative director of lolintas in the country for over a decade and a half arun correct me if i'm wrong one of the well known uh, well respected creative minds in the country uh, has worked across multiple brands uh, set up the brand storytelling for uh, many big names in the country uh, from surf to tanishq to uh, fast track britannia this bank and in the new age companies uh, google swiggy even flipkart and uh, we also have worked very closely on on hrx right yes. and other than this in your current avatar um, you are doing amazing things with spring marketing capital which is a very unique model i will deep dive into that also in a bit but uh, of working with startups helping them grow helping them with their brand and at the same time investing in them and and playing a partner as well as a creative uh, partner roles um it's a, it's a rare combination of creativity business and now um, startup growth experience that you bring to the table so i hope uh, the listeners uh, who are tuned in get a good feel of what um, it would feel like to be in the intersection of a bunch of these uh, different uh, disciplines right so welcome again arun and uh, if if i made any mistakes in the uh, the uh, the context setting please correct me no you've been more than kind as always so <laughs> <laughs> wonderful wonderful so i thought i'll start from uh, I, i usually like to start my conversations with you know a, a keystone topic something that we can anchor our conversation and with you it's a very simple uh, choice for me which is uh, creativity right uh, creativity means many different things to many different people i want to hear from you what creativity means to you and if it's a muscle how does one develop that muscle sure so i think uh, you know arish in my view uh, and and there are there are different types of creativity i think finally if there is one specific a uh, definition of creativity i don't think so but in general if you look at it i think creativity is is a means uh, express yourself i think finally it's all about expressing yourself in whatever form that expression may be some people express it in the form of writing a book 
some people express it in the form of uh, making a movie some people express it in the form of uh, uh, starting a business some people and i i genuinely i firmly believe that everybody in every sphere of life is being creative in some form or the other mm-hmm. uh, uh, and 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 i'll and i'll give you an example of this which really i i is one of my favorite examples so this was many years ago in bombay i was i had gone for my us visa interview and uh, this was at uh, the, uh, back then the uh, us visa office was at breach candy in bombay and i my my driver had dropped me off and i i i didn't know that you cannot carry your cell phones into the uh, mm. into the visa office you know when you going for your visa interview many years ago so i walked in and the security looked at me they frisked me and then they said mobile phones aren't allowed so i said okay what do i do now and i used to live not very far away from the visa office so right. i had asked my driver to actually drop me and go back home for some work so i walked out and i didn't know what to do and uh, i was i was looking blankly thinking how what do i do with my cell phones now because they said if you don't make it back in 5 minutes we will be giving your slot away and then you have to take another appointment which is another month away and i had to go to the us for some work so i was completely at sea and uh, i was standing outside that visa office thinking what to do till a chai wala crosses me and as he crosses me doesn't even stop and talk to me he just mutters in my ears and says samne wale paan wale pe chale jao and he walks off and i'm thinking what did he, did he tell me this did who was he talking to i have no idea so i didn't know but i i was so helpless i just acted on whatever he told me right. so i cross the road i go to that panwala he looks at me and i said mujhe pata nahi wo chai wala kuch bola ki samne wale so he said mobile phone hai so i said yeah how do you know man and then he said uh, kitna phone hai i said do phone hai so he to he then opened one rack on inside his pan shop it was stacked with phones Right. and he said 100 rupees a phone he gave me a pouty he put a rubber band on it he took my two phones he kept it and i went back and finished my interview and came out and that to me is that guy being creative you know he's being so creative because he's recognized a business opportunity where none existed obviously he's he's known that there are more and more people there obviously he's figured a means of sending that chaiwala to recognize who does this obviously and he charges 100 bucks a phone i'm not kidding he would have had at least 70 to 80 phones in that in that place that's right. that's great money so to me i think and he expressed himself right so to mm-hmm. me creativity is about expressing yourself in the field that i chose to i think it was it is about commercial creativity so it is using your creativity to advance brands and company I think that's the way I see at least my role is that whatever creativity I have been blessed with and and probably I have worked on over the years is something that I use to make sure that brands can benefit from that and can advance. So I think that would be my uh, slightly long-winded answer to your simplistic question. <laughs> no, a lovely story to start with and and this is exactly what I expect from you Arun. A lot of uh, Uh, wonderful storytelling, and, and uh, that was a great one to start with. I mean, so many things came together in, the, in that example, right? The creativity, the the timing, understanding the need, and delivering the the service at the time of need. There was no need for you to negotiate because he was the only one providing that service, and he had he had made it very. He would have told me five hundred bucks. I would have paid <laughs> for it. <laughs> But he had even he had even uh, cracked his pricing model. Like you know, it was obviously. not meant only for me there were people who were you know there were people who for whom 500 would have been a stretch we had thought it through but yeah you're right he's and that to me is creativity at a at a different level yeah and and the fact that he established uh, trust very quickly that you could leave his phone with him and it would be okay 
because he gave you a pouty and the rubber band and everything was taken care of right so and and you know there was so much attention to detail harish he just made one request he said sir phone off kar do please bahut bachta hai ne to yahan which is an irritant for him <laughs> awesome awesome um let's let's go down the rabbit hole around uh, so um using your gift of creativity to advance uh, brands and businesses and companies i think that's a that's a nice way of identifying a purpose for yourself right and that has uh, come true and has been strengthened over time i feel um, your career and and right now what you're doing with uh, startups also uh, both of these things add to that that uh, that that summary uh, short succinct summary that you gave of yourself uh, i want to understand the journey that led to it, right so you step out of college you go to uh the creative agency what happens right how do you um how does one find success what was the journey what was the path and and uh, it's it's unusual that you know somebody stays in one career path for a long time but you have sustained the same uh, view for a long time so talk talk about your journey and and what got you here maybe spend a lot of time before spring and then we'll talk in detail about spring as well. actually i'll i'll start uh at what i like to talk about harish is not so much about the companies i worked in or or my company which i have which i have started i like to start with where it all began for me yeah uh, so it would be great so, yeah so 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 through college i ended up actually uh, uh, i started working very early on in life so i was i have uh, except for my 11th and 12th uh, from first year of college i have been working so uh, so i i i i first so my dad was with otis elevators and i was always very keen to uh, i was very keen to get to work uh, something told me that uh, i will learn a lot more from actually going out there into the world than just going about it in an academic sort of way mm-hmm. uh, so i was very good at academic and i'm being very uh, <laughs> at the expense of sounding like i was very good at academic till one stage i was actually uh, in my school i was i was stopping all the way till i was in class 9 mm. and then something happened and i just lost interest in academics mm. there is almost like a switch just went on and uh, and some and really something happened like everybody in my school had expected me to top school in my 10th which was the holy grail of exams but that didn't happen uh, because something went off in my head and something told me that okay i'm more interested in the world out there you know uh, so what that something is if i may ask sorry do you know what that something was what happened uh, in my in my parents uh, because they are they are you know a classical uh, tambram family that i come from in my parents books that bad uh, company so <laughs> <laughs> i get it i get it yeah. <laughs> uh, though in my head i don't know what really triggered i also think that you know uh, i was also fortunate enough to be surrounded at that point in time with a lot of creative people i grew up in a small suburb in bombay called chembur and uh, I, for some reason a lot of people around me were doing a lot of creative stuff so very early on in their life so uh, my one of my childhood friends is is a very is a leading music director today called ram sampath mm. uh, so, so you know so i grew uh, like i grew up around people who were doing very differentiated stuff mm. uh, uh, there were writers there were uh, music directors there were people who were performing uh, in theater with uh, with shamak dawar who were very close friends of mine 
So mm. I grew up seeing a lot of this around me, and something told me that I want to belong to this world without really having any talent set at, at mm. that point. In so, uh, like uh, the Indian hockey team captain used to live in my building. Right. So I used to be like, wow, like taking up hockey as a profession. She used to play for Air India, play for the country. So I was just very amazed by a lot of uh, stuff that that used to. that 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 happened around me and then so i started working very early so going back to where i began i started working very early i was working with otis elevators i i actually started uh, so i used to sell something for them uh, which is called an automatic rescue device mm. so uh, it was they had just launched the automatic rescue device so i was in sales so i sold that for a brief period uh, where i had to go and convince builders who were who were just waiting to check out of buildings that listen you must install this and that will take the lift to the nearest floor and will mm. open the doors of the lift and get people to safety which the builders were not interested so i did that for 6 months i it, i i didn't uh, it didn't go very well but i remember even at that point in time uh, that point in time uh, mr thakre balasaheb thakre had was constructing his house which mm. is matrashree in bandra and uh, otis had uh, had actually delivered elevators to his house so i remember walking into my sales head uh, and and i was young brash still in college so i had walked into his room uh, uh, uh and i told him listen you know what i have a suggestion so he said yes please tell me what is your suggestion young man and i said uh, we shouldn't uh, take money from mr bala saheb so mm. he said okay <laughs> you think you're in a position to make that decision for us so he said so what should we take i said we should allow him uh, we should request him that we should use him for endorsement and say that the tiger of this country feels safe in a notice elevator and mm. we should use that endorsement instead of taking money from him i was of course promptly i was promptly th- thrown out of the room but i think clearly there was a seed of thinking for the for brands thinking like how can you how can you creatively you know use something to the benefit of the company uh, was the that was the first glimpse i myself got mm-hmm. that i'm thinking in this direction then from then on i went to actually i was selling credit cards for standard chartered so i was a credit card salesman who used to walk into standard chartered every morning wearing a tie come out with leads most of those leads were useless so i used to go like knocking for uh, so, all, so till date any credit card sales person calls me i'm never rude to her or him i still talk to them nicely because i know exactly what they are going Mm-hmm. Uh, because i have done that for about 6 8 months of my life and there again i because i could speak the i could speak english fluently i was moved to corporate sales and where i my job was to try and give free credit cards the who's who of indian corporate industry and uh, i i still remember walking into the back bay reclamation office of uh, U, uh, hindustan unilever uh, and i i was actually tasked with handing over a gold card which in my head was a big deal but i didn't realize that the ceo of unilever didn't care much about these cards and kinki <laughs> dadi said mr kinki dadi said was the was the was the chairman and ceo of the company at that point in time and i was tasked with saying i was told you have to hand this to the person in their hand and people are inaccessible mm. a credit card salesman will never get access to them right so usually i used to get thrown out of the reception of a lot of these offices because i used to go ask for these really big shots mm. and most of them would throw me out saying listen you know what you can you have no access to these people so i i think that's where i learned how to deal with rejection uh and <laughs> so very early on in life and uh, and then uh, i remember this little coup that i pulled off where i was sitting in the reception of unilever not knowing how to access mr dadi said 
uh, till I was reading the newspaper, I, I picked up the Economic Times, which was lying in the lobby and I was reading it. And there it said that uh, at that point in time, the worldwide CEO of Standard Chartered Bank uh, was a gentleman called uh, Mr. Arun Talwar. And, uh, and he was visiting India. And uh, so I read it in the paper. So I promptly, uh, an idea came to me. So I kept the paper down. I walked to the receptionist and I said, listen, I've come from Mr. Arun Talwar's office. And he's asked me to drop something personally with Mr. Keki Dadi Seth. So the minute Arun Talwar's name came about in that building, everything changed. <laughs> and I, I, it, wasn't, it wasn't lies because... I am a standard chartered employee. Mr. Arun Talwar is the ultimate boss of the firm. So I'm from a Mr. Arun Talwar's office. So, <laughs> and then I go promptly into Mr. Keki Dadi Seth's room. And I just said, sir, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't be here. But I was told that I have to hand this over to you. So I've come here. So he just burst out laughing at me. And then I just walked out of that room. So those were some of my preliminary years. But I always felt, Harish, that I wanted to do something in writing. I wanted to do something in the creative industry. And then I moved on. I actually uh, started doing a course in KC College, which was a post-graduation course in uh, uh, advertising and marketing, where I had to choose between journalism and advertising halfway into the course. So I, choose, uh, I chose advertising simply because it looked like more fun mm. than journalism was. Uh, so I chose that. And then I started working. Uh, and I, by then I had gotten my first break into an agent, which was a small firm called Multiprint Advertising, where I started my journey. And then that led, one led to the other, and one led to the other, when uh, a couple of other days, uh, till I eventually uh, came into Lintas in 2003, and then spent almost 16 years there, where which is my firmly, my alma mater, if I may say so. Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. And, uh, and, then, and then, of course, spring happened where I felt that uh, people who can impact brands are not impacting businesses as much as they should or they could. Mm. And that's what led me to actually going down the path of spring, which along with my co-founders, Raja and Vineet, we kind of cooked up. And that led to the birth of spring. And today where we are we are still very early in our journey. We're just about three years into our journey. Uh, learning a lot. It's been a very steep learning. And, and that's one thing Harish has never, never really shied away from. Mm. I've been very comfortable with being, uh, you know, there is this saying I read, uh, which was, be brave enough to be bad at something new. Mm. And, uh, and that really inspires me, saying that it's okay to be bad at something for, for, for a while or even for a longer period of time, as long as you're learning. And, uh, and, and eventually you have to just keep at it. You might just get good at it. You might get better at it, or you will also know that, okay, this is not your cup of tea. Either ways you'll, you'll get to know. Uh, otherwise we all sit in our comfort zones doing more of what we know what to do. Uh, so that's something that I've always, always itched to do. And I've always gone about it in that way. So I don't know, right or wrong, we'll know as, as time progresses. I've had fun. Uh, so yeah, sorry, again, a long-winded answer to a short question. <laughs> no, please, these are the kind of answers that I love. And also, so far, my listeners have loved. Because uh, we get to hear the rich stories behind the, the action and the outcome. Right? So please continue to share these stories. These are amazing. And, and uh, the way you said it, uh, Arun, I've heard two different articulations of the last things that you one was uh, always having a beginner's mindset. So a beginner always knows that he's uh, scared or um, afraid of something. 
but at the same time he also knows that he has very little to lose and when we grow more you know become more established in our career or when we grow more senior we tend to uh, lose the second part of that which is it's okay to you know having lot to lose so things like reputation things like uh, pride these things get in the way so i think a beginner's mindset true, true. Uh, what you said is is what is uh, like, you know resonating with me a lot and uh, the second you know, there thing, is this uh, sorry so as i said the second thing which came to mind uh, uh, from uh, tim ferris uh, his podcast um, there's a story where he used to practice judo <clears throat> and he was one of the stronger judo proponents in the school in the us and he went to japan for exchange for a year and he happened to be uh, placed in a school which used to produce uh, olympic medalists in judo from japan so this guy who used to be like the top guy in his school back in the us was getting beaten by kids 2 3 4 years younger than him uh, handsomely not even a single bout he could win but by the end of that year when he came back to the us he was by far the strongest uh, judo practitioner in his area amazing so his his story was he tries to put himself in situations where he's the weakest person in the room deliberately so that he learns because the others are so much better than him so that's the other story i wanted to share amazing really really amazing and i think that's true of many many people that i look up to i've seen that like i remember rahul dravid once uh, you know in in some forum he was speaking and mm-hmm. he said this he said uh, which is amazing he said that the the problem is that many players go into net practice trying to actually do well mm-hmm. you should go into net practice with the focus to not do well because then you'll be able to do well in the game Right, and and you know if if your focus is to do well in the net practice, then you will find means because you're not in a pressure environment. So you will find means to make it easy for yourself, and then you will fail in the game. So it's it's it's, it's like you'd much rather fail in the net practice and and do well in the game, which I think was it's, it's really stayed back with me. Very true, very true. Um, amazing. So 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 far, so uh, your journey and the stories, uh, wonderful stories around. Um, i would like to pick on two things one is uh, uh, any favorite work that comes to mind right when you think of uh, campaigns you have done or it can be a big brand small brand doesn't matter but stories that that stand out as as amazing uh, achievements that you and your team did uh, it, that, that would be one part of the question um second any campaigns that did not go well but you learned something important from it. so uh, it's a it's a really tough question because for about given that i've i've been doing this now for a, you know almost 20 odd years uh, again i'll i'll go back to an example that rahul dravid uh, i i i sorry i'm very inspired by the guy so again this mm-hmm. is something he said uh, in a forum where he was having a fireside chat with raja who's my co-founder yeah uh, they were having a fireside chat and and uh, rahul dravid said this he said uh, he, uh, and raja asked him saying how do you manage to be so grounded mm. and his answer was that all how many how many hundreds do you do you know how many hundreds of scored and i think raja knew it was in 30s something 30 odd hundreds so how many 50s have i scored there are some 50 odd 50s so he said do you know how many innings i've played around 450 to 500 for the country which means that i i have failed more than i have done well <laughs> <laughs> so he says why yeah. you are you are all seeing me as a hero mm. i have walked away from the ground mostly with my shoulder drooped saying oh my god i failed again mm-hmm. and so that number of walks for me 
and the amount it weighs on me is way more than the 50s and the 100s that i walked back to the pavilion with mm-hmm. and that's true i think for all of us i think given the given whatever amount of you know professional life that we lead i think we all see more failure than we see success the success is remembered the failure is not yeah uh, the the success is remembered by people the failure is remembered by you so <laughs> and, and, yeah. and that's what happened so so there have been many 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 campaigns many uh, pieces of work which in your head you did with all the right intent but for various reasons some mm. sometimes you are your judgment was off sometimes mm. the timing was off sometimes uh, the competitive environment was off there are just so many factors sometimes the thought was great the execution completely failed you know there are just so many elements that have to come together yeah. and there is a, and it is finally uh, a moment of serendipity that happens when it when it just works it's it is a moment of serendipity and uh, yes i have been fortunate enough to have those moments in my life hmm. but uh, i think examples are are tough for harish because there have been so many of these and invariably when you end up giving examples you give recent examples sure rather than from the past like for example nobody while everybody knows of my association with surf excel and dag acche hain a very few people know and that actually that what propelled me uh, and created uh, my journey on the brand for success is not dagachi mm. it's actually a piece of work that i did where surf excel was close to actually wrapping up in certain markets because they were doing so badly mm. uh, for example and tamil nadu was a key market and they, there was just no headway because tamil nadu had so many issues mm. uh, till we actually worked on a piece of work uh, uh, which changed the fortunes of the brand in the in the in the state which is the whole piece that we had done with revathi which was about how you can save two buckets of water every right. time you wash with surf excel you can save two buckets of water imagine the amount of water that chennai will end up or tamil nadu will end up saving Mm. now that was a very small regional piece of work by the by by, by the uh, regular uh, uh, if you if you view it through the regular lens mm. Mm. but the impact it had it just from a completely dying brand mm. the most loved brand in this mm. it was just it was just one of those magical moments and and mm. everybody, everybody remembers me and my association with dagache which was of course it's a deep deep honor and privilege to have been a part of that journey but this to me was game changing beyond imagining because that to me while while it's not creatively the most celebrated piece in the history of indian advertising in my books i celebrated higher than a lot of other work that i have because it it transformed a company it transformed a legendary brand and that to me is very very critical uh so there are stories like that there are stories uh, on uh, you know while everybody seen the success on idea cellular mm. there have been many many campaigns on idea where we have worked very hard and we just couldn't make headway because it was a it was a regional brand which was trying to be national so there have been examples like that mm-hmm. there have been uh, uh, there have been examples uh, across the board actually there are there are so many so many things you started with so much uh and so much good intent but things have 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 fallen apart and and it's heartbreaking because because you you really put in everything you have 
and uh, and then you have to pick yourself up again and say that listen we have to start all over again so yeah so it's been it's 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 not an easy journey and and uh, yeah it's it's and you know this you've done this time and again uh, the and the other thing are issues we also find reasons justify uh, when it doesn't work right we all <laughs> we've all become masters as that, at that as well i have i have actually now recognized there's no point in justifying it's better to accept things this didn't work either uh, let's take another jab at it or actually let somebody who's who and somebody else might be able to take a better jab at it so so yeah so it's 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 uh, it's it's there are there are many campaigns that i get celebrated for which are all which are all in a good place mm. but the uh, the quantum that does it, that a failure that i've seen is way high is way mm. way high uh, again like you know like you said if there is a piece of work which is again special like small brand sometimes like there was this there is this stationary brand called camlin mm. uh, where 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 i did a small piece of work which was which was just so simple they were giving a scale and something else free uh, scale pencil something else free it was a small offer ad mm. where we called the scale pencil and something we called each of them saying amar akbar anthony mm. and uh, you know how it became a rage with the kids at that point in time we didn't even know we were just having fun because i was a huge fan of that film mm. saying you know what i just love that film and all that that's just the three animated characters of a scale rubber and pencil lying around saying amar tu free hai akbar main bhi free hu anthony says ha anthony to free hai and then it says yeah camlin box ke sath amar akbar anthony free it just went ballistic if kids were suddenly asking for amar akbar anthony who had no relevance of the movie as well so sometimes it all very uh, stupid things also surprise you so yeah. Uh, so yeah overall my point is that there is a there is a level of serendipity you always go in wanting to do the best mm-hmm. sometimes it works most of the times it doesn't unfortunately <laughs> makes sense makes sense um arun let's talk about mental models okay so let's say a new beef comes to you right there's a particular challenge there's a particular problem state a brand wants to do something xyz what happens in in your brain first right what is the structure is there a structure first of all? uh what what kind of thought process or thought flow have you developed over the years that gives you particular focus on the insights then then the stories that come together based on you know multiple things you might have seen or read what happens in the first day or two after you receive a particular brief and what is the thought process that goes behind interesting so arish i i've lived my life with one another philosophy mm-hmm. which has an impact on what how i will answer your question is that while a lot of people feel that you should leave your stamp your style on a brand mm. i come from the exact opposite school mm. i always believe that you, like if even if you not just and when i say my uh, it's me or my team's body of work i have always always told and i've always propagated this philosophy that listen nobody should be able to say that that piece of work is from this team Mm-hmm. they should always say that piece of work is from that brand mm-hmm. because that's more important than anything else and because of that i have i have never structured my thinking to become saying okay when something comes this is how you think about it i actually try and figure out saying where which world does the brand belong to basis all that i heard mm-hmm. what is the world of this brand and you know and once you once you have a sense of the world you also think of the people who belong in that world sure. which is where i think exposure makes a difference so i try and then dig into 
who are the people in that world whether if it if it is surf excel then who are these mothers what are they thinking if it is in your in like in your case if it is hrx who are these youngsters what kind of clothes are they looking for you know what kind of value are they seeking what kind of style are they thinking about so you have in my head then the the first thing that i try and do is saying where which world is mm-hmm. and then who are the people in that world what are they thinking and then get deeper into that world and see what will what will connect with the people in that world and then arrive at some so that's how that's how at least i personally go about it because and that's where i think the the fluidity of like i can like i've been able to jump from a fast track and do come out of the closet which is complete, completely edgy mm. to a completely emotional piece on tanishk where it is about all about relationships between a brother and a sister mother and a daughter or a father and a daughter where i then jump into that world and see what are people thinking there or in the world of surfexel or in the case of axis bank or in the case of uh, you know uh, byjus saying mm. what are people thinking about how are people thinking about education what are people thinking about in the case of wake fit saying how are people thinking about sleep these are people and when we started doing wake fit these are people who are moving cities who don't who are you know obviously setting up home how are they thinking they are obviously working harder than they should so they are compromising on sleep so how do you bring sleep into their conversation so that leads to the world that gets created for wake fit so I, that's the way i go about it i don't know right or wrong at least that's the way i approach no no very cool yeah. see uh, people usually ask me you know if if a marketer should have a superpower like one thing most important what would that be and usually my answer tends to be empathy if if you are able to put yourself in your customer shoes stories will come right and they will emerge in a in a very sentimentally connecting way that usually would not happen if you are not able to put yourself in their shoes so which is which is why arish i am i am very comfortable personally going to the temple round the corner of your house in nanganallur hmm. uh, to being in a club in ibiza nothing i don't i don't feel out of place in either place because hmm. i go to both places thinking hey there are people who belong to this world i'd love to observe i'd love to see how how they are going about it i'm super religious and in a club in ibiza i'm a party freak so right. that so and i'm i'm okay being in both these places i have no problem being in either places i'm okay sitting on the floor and eating in on a yellow i am okay uh, fine dining in uh, in some fancy uh, restaurant in san francisco it, it really doesn't affect me because all of these are experiences which i will use at some point in time in my life that's how i see everything that i'm going through next wonderful so uh, what especially in a world so shifting gears is slightly especially in a world where a lot of brand storytelling is now conversational right ugc two way conversation social media uh, videos being created by others on your behalf um, lesson uh, day by day the control you have in your brand is less right it's not your brand anymore it is the, the community's brand um, what do you see folks getting wrong more often in in the in the marketing community i think uh... the the one thing i i know is that there is a lot of personal bias that people bring to the table of how they think it should mm-hmm. versus letting the brand be and become sometimes you have to also let it go mm. and and say that listen you know what we will not be able to control it 100% right and i think that's also because i think as 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 marketing folks are also in transition because they have they have always worked on brands where it's completely been in their control uh, versus now you have to let go you have to let go you have to let people 
uh, have fun at the expense of your brand at times it will happen it's impossible to you will become a very staid boring brand if you feel that there is a, there's going to be zero negative comments on my brand that's that's it's not humanly possible anymore yeah. so so you've got to be okay with letting go you of course I, I, and i don't mean letting go means like you don't you don't project what you want to about the brand but once you've done that you have put it out into the world i think uh, it will not get interpreted exactly how you are thinking it will i think that's the truth for brand that that brands and owners of brands or uh, caregivers or caretakers of brands have to come to terms with that it will not be exactly what you thought it will be because that's the world we live in right look at social media A, even something that's put out with great intent there are enough number of people who interpret it in a way that the person who put it out never thought it would and this works not necessarily only in the negative sometimes you put out something like i gave you the camlin example sometimes yeah. you put out something without even knowing and then people give you an interpretation and praise you for it and you're thinking did we think about it like that <laughs> did we really and i'll i'll be honest with you like when we put out uh, the sleep internship piece on wakefit yeah we were we knew it's it's a fun engaging idea we had no idea this is what it will become mm. it took a life of its own and became what it became and mm. and similarly with like you know and byju's is a classic example for me when we put out something on byju's like when we put out the cricket piece mm. uh, when the when the team uh, when the when the team was uh, uh, when the team jersey happened uh, it just it it actually people turned the brand into a patriotic brand which is not something we had intended for it to become we had just felt that it's a nice way of associating with the jersey and i think sometimes doing simple stuff uh, so 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 anyways going back to the point harish i think the truth is that i think marketers have to let go after a point saying this is how much we can control the narrative mm-hmm. now as long as it's not something that's harming people harming society in in any way it's fine you know that's that's the only filter that can remain anymore got it. um and, and uh, you know this better than anybody yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um i would like to talk about spring if i may um Please. going from a creative lead to a very different uh, way of looking at brands uh, especially startups which may not be your uh, you know multi million dollar uh, marketing spends uh, atl all the time and also becoming an investor in a way uh, yeah Talk to me about that journey. Um, how did the team come together? Um, what is the 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 genesis and and what's been the journey? So- This goes back to 2014 when I started working closely with uh, the portfolio companies of Sequoia. The first engagement was with uh, Free Charge, and Raja was the uh, you know he was CMO of Sequoia. He was then working with external partners. He had opened it to a bunch of partners and. and uh, me and my team from low ended up working closely with him on free charge and then it became what it became the the campaign was a super hit mm. uh, it it uh, the company then sold to snapdeal and then uh, and and then the rest is history kunal shah became the kunal shah uh, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and that led to a series of assignments mm. so the likes fasos fracto yellow diamond a whole host of assignments and i suddenly got exposed to the world of startups which i didn't have so much exposure to mm. and uh, 
and 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 along the way like i said raja and me also became friends so we start we got talking and coming to the third co-founder which is vinith vinith and me had overlapped a lot in our earlier roles where me and my team used to be uh, handling the brand and the advertising duties for a lot of brands like tanishq fast track uh, you know and, and on a whole bunch of companies where vinith and his team were the uh, digital marketing partners for uh, these brands right and we used to we used to always overlap at common conferences of these brands and we used to always catch up over a over a over a break and we used to always uh, i i always wanted to work with vinith because i had lot of respect for the kind of organization that he was building which was very future facing mm-hmm. so that's how the and raja and then raja and me started cooking this thinking what do we do how can we how can we actually uh, provide marketing interventions to the uh, to uh, the startup community in a way that's meaningful and we also right. realized arish the the biggest realization for us was that as external partners you know and i worked as an external partner you only get to see the good parts of a business mm-hmm. like and and you know this right like you are never going to take a brief which says that listen my business is tanking and go to an advertising agent right <laughs> you're going to say listen this is what i need to solve for this is the brief so that's that's so you get to see only that side and because of which Uh, i also feel that a lot of the marketing fraternity is aligned to the spends that a brand does yeah rather than focusing on what the brand actually requires so we said why don't we create a skin in the game model mm-hmm. where we actually raise funds we actually invest and then we and then we provide the marketing intervention so that we grow along with you got which is the philosophy with which we started spring uh of course the consulting firm still takes assignments but the mindset of our company and that's that's where culture comes into play right mm-hmm. uh, i think culturally we have built an organization where everybody in the firm is very keen on saying like one common phrase which we which you will hear when you speak to anybody at spring is hey has this moved the needle mm. and that's a very important uh, metric for us because we keep discussing it saying have we really moved the needle uh, and and that is the mindset that we work with in investing companies as well as in the consulting firm so so that's how the three of us got together and we built this out it was a daydream actually in 2018 uh, to a point where the three of us said that listen all our well wishers are saying only good things about this model Mm-hmm. we have to test it out with people who don't know us and uh, three of us caught a flight and we and we flew off to san francisco and we were sitting in a coffee shop from 8 am in the morning we uh, 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 all of us have quite a few friends there a lot of my my brother lived there so we know quite a few people in the valley who are in this ecosystem mm-hmm. so so we lined up meetings and we did this for one whole week we used to start at 8 in the morning we used to end at 8 in the evening where we used to go we went across the valley meeting investors meet, meeting founders just bouncing this thought of them and taking their objective view and mm-hmm. refining our idea as we went along and and this was this was one grueling week in san francisco where and we came back with a bunch of notes saying okay here are some improvement ideas here are a whole bunch of things and then we sat in vinith's house in bangalore and we finally cooked it up and thankfully today we've got we've we've made investments in two companies we've we've touched more than 35 brands uh in the in the two and a half years that we've been around two years and seven months to be precise uh so so it's 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 played out but it i would say that it's still the beginning and we have a long way to go amazing amazing and uh it's it's a new model so uh 
as you said the the juries out there but it it cannot go wrong right uh, what you are doing for brands bringing experts of your caliber along with uh, uh, vinit and raja and and the way you are looking at uh, adding value to um, the startup ecosystem i think the only way is up so i'm i'm very hopeful and uh, i think you guys are off to a fantastic start. so we'll start with the statement you made harish with to me which is aapke muh mein ghee shakkar Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> cool. So uh, next, what I do is a few quick questions, uh, Arun. Uh, yeah. This I ask a bunch of these questions to most of my guests. It gives me a very uh, varied and and uh, uh, a strong variety of answers that I can pick from. So I'll do the same with you, right? Um, your um, favorite guest at Spring Time. I know you run a uh, you know evening lecture series in your company. So so far, from all the guests you have had, who has been your favorite and why? Ah. Uh... it's a little difficult to say because i have really but uh, uh, the i don't know if it's also got to do with a little bit of recency factor mm-hmm. but i thoroughly enjoyed uh, the recent session that manish of uh, purple did with Thanks. and 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 i really i really i really respect his the way he views life and awesome. about and how he believes in doing good while doing well so so i i really enjoyed that and i and i completely loved uh, uh, there is an investor called vt bharadwaj mm-hmm. uh, very very renowned and very senior investor he runs his own fund called a91 he did a session on optimism and vt is the most optimistic guy i have, I have come across in my life mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it's amazing so those two sessions have really stayed god um favorite brand that you have not worked on favorite brand that i have not worked on nike fair enough i think it's it's a favorite for many of us so yeah, I, and also i have not worked on yeah uh favorite book or or you can tell me the book you have gifted the most either one favorite book or the book that i have gifted the most actually there is this book which i have gifted to a lot of team members and i also got it as a gift it's called damn good advice for people with talent interesting same book <laughs> uh it's just it's just uh, this legendary advertising guy called george mm-hmm. lewis and he's written this very short book which is and he's given these about 120 page book so mm. book not a very uh, but it's just fantastic the way he has uh, and especially for anybody in the creative field he's mm. just cut through all the bullshit and and just and just made uh, and and it it actually the the title says damn good advice for people with talent how to unleash your creative potential by america's master community got got um any quick advice for better storytelling uh no arish i am also learning i don't think uh, because that that space is evolving at such a rapid uh, this thing it would be it would be f- uh, foolish for me to believe that i know exactly how to do it i am also learning evolving there is you know every day it's changing uh, so right. so i really don't have any I, if anybody who's listening in has advice please write to me <laughs> any piece of video or film or any content that moved you recently deeply moved you deeply moved me content that we see it's becoming difficult actually i i saw a film which i had seen before recently with my son all over again mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's a film i think most people would have seen it called jojo rabbit right and uh, it's just incredible how uh, you know how uh, beautifully the, what a ironic story has been told in such a beautiful way so i i really and i saw it very recently all over again with my son 
so we we both and we were just it was just him and me and we were having an evening where we had ordered in some pizza and we were watching a film <laughs> and we watched it and it was a wonderful evening awesome awesome very nice uh, last question for you arun uh, and this is my favorite question to ask uh, all my guests if you had a billboard in the busiest square in the busiest part of the busiest country right a message to the world what would that one sentence be stop staring at billboards and look at what's going on in the world <laughs> <laughs> good one my friend good one <laughs> look this has been wonderful um, i i am sure i will reach out to you again and have another conversation with you it's been an absolute pleasure thanks so much for sparing me the time and uh, and looking forward to more of these thank, thank you me. thank you arish it was lovely talking to you as well thanks good thank you bye bye bye